0: Hey friends, welcome to the Weed, Seeds, and Beautiful Things podcast, a podcast that's not about growing marijuana or gardening, but is about living in radical faith and full submission to God. I'm sure glad you're here. The Weed, Seeds, and Beautiful Things podcast is hosted by me, Connie Lawson, and airs Mondays and Fridays on your favorite podcasting platform. Be sure to check me out on social media both Instagram and Facebook at Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things. You can also go to our website at blog.weedseedsandbeautifulthings.com to leave your prayer request or a comment and to read our blog whenever I write one, which is not very frequently because speaking is my jam, not writing. Anyway, I'm so glad you're here. Let's get this show started. Hey friends, welcome to the Weed, Seeds, and Beautiful Things podcast. I'm your host, Connie, and I'm so glad you're here. Today I'm going to be doing another immersive uh, art podcast with you where I will be sharing a message from my heart and from the Bible and just from my studies uh, and my life experiences as I do uh, make an art painting that you will be able to follow along with and watch. And then later, I will make another video that will show you how to make the painting that I did today. I was wondering, have any of you ever had a toothache before? For those of you who have, you know that a toothache is a very miserable, miserable predicament. And I have had a massive tooth infection this last week. It's been just awful. I had to call the dentist and get some antibiotics to start taking. And when I had this pain that was in my mouth and my tooth, it was just like this radiating, um, this radiating pain that wouldn't stop. And it made me realize that it doesn't take much for us to get, for me to get preoccupied with my pain, preoccupied with um, the difficulty around me. And being preoccupied just simply means having this undue awareness of the difficulty around you. So it makes it hard to focus, and hard to distract yourself because this pain is just constantly there and so it's really really easy to think about it all the time to have it be taking up all of the space in your mind and to have have you feel negative and maybe self-pitying and maybe uh full of doubt and fear and all the things so um This being preoccupied with pain has kind of been just on my mind here recently because I have been preoccupied with a toothache and it showed me that life has a way of preoccupying us of taking our focus off of the hope we have in Jesus, the truth of his word, um, the character of who God is, and putting it on the negative, putting it on the pain. And I know that there is a place for pain and difficulty in our lives. I know that I believe that with every part of my being that we need to have our feelings and address them and, um, work through them, that there's a place for all of that. But I also know that if we spend all of our time, addressing our feelings and all of our time focusing on the things that are hard and not the best and frustrating that it can really add to our struggle. And life is already hard. It's not like life is easy and, you know, um, we have, it doesn't take much energy to trust in Jesus. So I wanted to share with you a few scriptures That as I have been realizing this in my own life and trying to do different, these scriptures have been very helpful to me. The first one is Isaiah 49, and I'm going to be reading verses 24 and 25. And it says, Can the prey be taken from the mighty? Or of the captives can a tyrant... I'm going to be reading Isaiah 49, verses 24 and 25. Can the prey be taken from the mighty, or the captives of a tyrant be rescued? For thus says the Lord, even the captives of the mighty shall be taken, and the prey of the tyrant be rescued. For I will contend with those who contend with you... I will save your children. That verse um, just reminded me that we do have problems. And we do have times where we feel opposed and things are difficult. But we have an assurance from God that he is in control of everything. The way that that verse says, talks about, the prey being taken from the mighty or the captive being released from the tyrant. The mighty and the tyrant represent uh, impossibly strong situations, situations where normally um, the average common man would not be able to escape them, would not be able to Uh, come up with a solution or be rescued. But God is saying that no matter what situation you are facing, no matter what circumstance you are in, I am the God of the circumstance. And if you are my child, then you have assurance that I am working and that anything that happens to you is not only being allowed through my hand, but then you have the assurance that if it is happening, that I am working on your behalf to bring about good. And that does mean that he contends with those that contend against us. That doesn't always mean that we see, uh, you know, we see judgment executed or we get retribution, but it means that God himself is always working behind the scenes to bring about his best for us, his children. The next scripture I want to read you is Isaiah 50, and I'm going to be reading verses 7 through 10. But the Lord God helps me. Therefore, I have not been disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be put to shame. He who vindicates me is near. Who will contend with me? Let us stand up together. Who is my adversary? Let him come near to me. Behold, the Lord God helps me who will declare me guilty? Behold, all of them will wear out like a garment and the moth will eat them up. Who among you fears the Lord and obeys the voice of his servant? Let him who walks in darkness and has no light trust in the name of the Lord and rely on his God. These verses are important because they not only reiterate everything I just said about God being the God of circumstances, and no, He's not the author of confusion, but His thoughts and His ways are higher than our thoughts and our ways. And so we can be assured that just because a situation seems confusing to us and we don't have the answers as to why or what to do, that God does. These verses show us that we can declare to ourselves and to our situations and to our adversaries that if God is for us, no man and no situation can effectively and victoriously stand against us. This verse is saying that the Lord God helps me, helps you personally, intimately involved with every detail of our lives, and that we know and we can have assurance that we won't be put to shame. This isn't saying that humiliating situations and circumstances don't happen, but it's saying that they don't have the last word that God does. And that when God is working, we have the assurance that we are going to be victorious. Victorious doesn't always mean that the situation works out the way we want it to, but victorious means that we are always brought closer to Jesus Christ through the situation and the circumstance of adversity and suffering. Another thing that this verse says is, who is my adversary? Let him come near to me. This writer of this verse is showing that he doesn't have any fear regarding the difficult situation, that even though it's impossible seeming, and it's very hard, and it's very agonizing, and humanly speaking, it's probably an impossible situation, but this writer is showing that his trust is in the Lord, his God, to the point that he is declaring, who is my adversary? Come up next to me, because he knows who is standing there with him. And it's the Lord of heaven's armies. And I want to speak that to you. I want you to understand that in the situation that you are facing in the dark night of your soul, you are not there alone. You are not there with chance. You are not there with luck. You're not there with blind hope. You are there with the Lord God, the God of heaven's armies, and he will help you. You can be assured of that. So what does this, all of this mean? Well, it doesn't mean that our situation necessarily instantaneously changes, but it does mean that even in the middle of suffering, we can have hope. And that's not a blind, um, passive statement that just is a blanket. You know, everyone says, have hope, have hope in suffering. The thing is, is that it's true. It's really 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 true the times of suffering the times of adversity are open doors they're doors that have the ability to lead us to jesus christ and in those times he is not only the god of the storm but he's the god that sees you And he's God that wants to work in your life. And suffering, through suffering, using suffering, is often the very best tool that God can employ. Because when we are in seasons of comfort and blessing, we don't need Jesus. Yes, humanly speaking, we do need him. But we don't go to Jesus uh, like we do when we have a crisis. Times of crisis are defining times. They're times that test us. And in that testing, we have the opportunity for incredible growth. And God will never allow something to take place in your life that shouldn't take place. So if he has allowed it to happen, then you can rest knowing that your purpose in this suffering is to allow him to do the work that he needs to do to bring you into the shape and the form that you were meant to be that he purposed you to be from before time began when he determined that your life would be established sorrow is a gift suffering has a purpose Pain makes way for growth and with God, we are never shamed or brought um, to hopelessness or despair through our sorrow. This last verse I wanna read you is one that I have held so closely to me and it's from psalms 77 and it's verse 19 and it says your way was through the sea through the great waters yet your footprints were unseen god's pathway is through the storms of this life he doesn't need to go around them because he's the god of them He doesn't need to take us out of them because the wind and the waves know his name and they obey. As does every demon, as does every king, as does every boss, friend, person, saved or unsaved, bows at the authority of Jesus Christ. Whether they know it or not, none of us are able to thwart the plans of God. And yet, even though he makes a path through the great waters, his footprints remain unseen. And what this reminds me of is that his ways and his thoughts are higher than ours. So he's always up to something that we can't trace the origin of. We don't understand the completeness and the the complete a power and authority and magnificence of our God. But just because we don't understand it doesn't mean that we can't cling to it. Clinging to the fact that Jesus is all powerful and over everything can bring us hope and comfort. And hope is believing that he will do what he says he will do. And what he says he will do is all of the promises that are in his word, within the treasures of scripture, that he will not leave us or forsake us, that he holds our tears in a bottle, that he will someday make all things right, that everything is subject to him, that he has compassion on us, that he has good plans for us, that he knows his thoughts and his plans for us, plans to give us a future and a hope, and that all things work together through Christ, for those that love him and are called according to his purpose. These are the promises of God. These are the things that we can have hope in and believe. That's what this picture is. It's a a simple picture of a tiny little seedling under a majority of, of dark, dead earth and Really, it's blooming in a very stormy season, and there's not a lot of things growing around it, but that isn't affecting the growth of this seed, that in this darkness, in this all-encompassing season of darkness, this tiring, taking everything from you season of darkness, this seed's roots are going, growing, growing deep, deep, deep into the very heart of God, and it is changing, and it is cultivating something. So powerful that even though the conditions, humanly speaking, are no good, because of the effectual work of the Holy Spirit, this plant is able to burst forth and not just grow, but thrive and survive and become what it was intended to be. And I picture this plant as me, and I picture this plant as you. This is what can happen in your seasons of darkness. Hope can grow, and hope does its best growing in our seasons of darkness. I hope that you will like and share this podcast. And if you are watching the video version, on YouTube. I hope you will subscribe to our channel and that you will share it with your family and friends. And if you're listening to the audio version, I hope you'll do the same. Subscribe to the Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things podcast, like and comment on this podcast. I greatly appreciate it. It helps me uh, to continue to show up in uh, Google searches when my podcast gets likes and shares. So I really appreciate that. Also, I would love to pray for you, and I would love to come and speak at your next women's youth. Prison nonprofit event. Um, I am open to accepting uh, different forms of speaking engagements. You can reach me at refinedbyfire84 at gmail.com. Be sure to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things. And I will see you next Friday and Monday for the YouTube video posting. Take care, guys.